Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. If you have your Bibles, I want you to open up to Luke chapter 1. And today we really are only going to look at verses 35 and 37. And I love verse 37. I want you to look at that with me, verse 37, where he says this, and for nothing will be impossible with God. And we're looking at Christmas through the eyes of Mary. What is her perspective? And the Lord is with you. Impossible begins with pondering. Uh, Probably now 43 years ago, I was 20, Jesus invaded my entire life. I had believed in him, but he just came in like a flood in a windstorm and changed me forever. My family would have paid for me to go to a state university in the good state of Louisiana, but I felt called to go to a Christian university. And with that call, my family says, well, if you're going to do that, then you're on your own. And I had $292 uh, in my bank account. That was it. And tuition back then, room and board, was 8000 And so one of the scriptures I began to read was this scripture, Luke 137, for nothing shall be impossible with the Lord. And that became, that written word became a spoken word and it became faith in my soul. And I knew that my life would change. And as I drove 12 hours from Louisiana to Oklahoma, that scripture, I began to ponder. And can I say today, I want to lift this all up. You, myself, I want to lift this up into what I call the realm of impossibility that how did Christmas begin? Christmas is not our idea. It's not an American idea. It is not a Buddhist idea. It is a God idea. And how does it start? It starts with an impossibility that God, how would he enter into history? How would he come into the world that he had made and created? He made a plan before there was a world angels, demons, humanity, sin, or righteousness, that God would become a human being. And I don't know where your story's at today, but I have the power of the good news of Jesus Christ. 2023, 2022, 2019 may have started really bad, but guess what? Your story is going to change because God entered the human race, and we're going to elevate you to impossibilities it may not be possible with us it's very possible with God can you say amen and you got to know this Christmas is something that God initiated and how did he enter into history he chose a girl named Mary who's fully human and that she would conceive by the power of the most high and what is the result of that it's called the incarnation and that's where God would be fully God but yet fully human the God man that you and I can be elevated and be 
more than human, but in our brokenness, our dysfunction, let's just use the word, our sin, we get divinized with God and we're transformed into new people. Can you say amen? And so I want you to begin to ponder today and it's possible things, possible begins with pondering. Say that with me, possible begins with pondering. Now we're going to look at verse 35 and 37. If you have your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 1. But I'm going to begin to read, if you don't mind, I want to give context to those two verses. So we're going to begin to read 26 to 38. Now in the sixth month, an angel Gabriel was sent by God. Let's stop. So God initiated Christmas. Again, it's not an American. It's not a Buddhist. It's not even a religious idea. It's a God idea. Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed that's engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David the virgin's name was Mary and having come in the angel said to her rejoice highly favored one the Lord is with you say that with me the Lord is with you and can I say if God's with you he's for you therefore no one could be against you and he goes on and says blessed are you among women but when she saw him she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Then Mary said, think of this as how our prayer life should be. It's not a monologue, but a dialogue. We should speak to God when we're troubled, speak to God when we're overwhelmed, but then we listen to God's response. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, and this is where I want you to focus, verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, uh, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month of her who was called called barren for come on say this with me for with God nothing is impossible ladies let's say it for man that's better than hot chocolate right there huh and all the men said for <laughs> everybody said for Nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's begin to focus on this. Go to Luke 2.19. I want to read this. This is Luke 2.19. 
And I love this. It says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. That Mary kept all these things. What things? All that the angel said, plus what the Old Testament said. She kept them in her heart and she pondered them. Let's go to Luke 135. I want to look at this, Luke 135. And the angel answered her because she said, how can this be? And he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon Upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you and therefore also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God I want you to know we were created to ponder and we're either going to ponder on the words of God let's say it this way God's promises to us which really elevate us to the, into the realm of the impossible which impossible with us becomes very possible with God and we are elevated elevated through pondering and pondering means that we think and we keep and we put it in our heart almost like a locket and I will tell you I don't know about you but when my mouth is open and talking too much my pondering is on the wrong thing am I pondering my circumstance or am I pondering the promises am I pondering where I need a breakthrough or uh, or am I pondering who God is how he came into the human race that we would not be the same and I think we need to begin to ponder the power of our words that our words are a reflection of what we're pondering about if you want to know your future you don't need a psychic don't waste your money begin to look what you're thinking about and that will be your future our pondering shapes what we're going to do and who we become in the future and as we end 2023 and we're coming to I believe a big picture moment 2024 and I'm not talking about an election I personally believe as I have meditated on this Mary they say could have been 13 to 16 years of age and it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in human history that God would initiate not just Christmas dinner not just presents not just a tree but that God would enter the human race by becoming a human and overshadowing a virgin girl and she would conceive the son of God and she said this the angel said this he said and you will call him holy that which is in you is holy I want us to read this again Luke 135 and again I believe California is going to have the greatest youth awakening we've ever seen I am believing and I'm sensing that we are going to begin to see hundreds, if not thousands. I would love to even push the envelope a little bit more. Why not millions? Get born again and that they're going to be able to add to their broken, sinful, dysfunctional humanity his divine nature and that we will be meshed with the divine nature and they will not call us human only we'll have divinity in us because God would become a human being incarnation means God it means human and guess what born again means that you're human but you have some divine in you you have a new DNA and 
I am just sensing, I have a, a spiritual hunch that it's going to be children that the Spirit is going to be poured out on. It's going to be middle schoolers that an awakening will come to. I think God has released angelic angels, an army, an angelic army all throughout the Golden State. And guess what they're saying? Highly favored California, that which is in you will be holy. I am so tired of people dogging California. You didn't die on a cross for California. Jesus did. Her best days are going to be right ahead. You say, why aren't you praying for Texas like that? I don't live in Texas. Why did I just whisper? Some people do that. Okay, let's read Luke 1, 35. We are created to ponder. Come on, we're pulling us up into the realm of all things possible. It says, the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come on you. Let's just breathe on that one. Come on, God. Breathe out. Holy Spirit, come on, my children. Holy Spirit, come on, Jude, John, and Jake. Holy Spirit, come on, Jack and Lucy. Come on, Quincy. Come on, Abishai. Come on, my dear Rio. God, come on, Jonathan's baby who's in Natalie's womb. Come upon California. Come upon San Francisco and Sacramento. God, come upon Los Angeles. But God, if you could come to Nazareth, that means you're attracted to Ventura. God, come upon Ventura. Can you say amen? And I like this. It says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. I want to read this in the King James Version. The authorized version, old LeBron James, old King James Version. Get this. This is how it says. The angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost... How many Pentecostals do we have out there? I remember when we first started reading the Bible, it was the King James, and they would, when you would go to church, that crazy church where people were doing crazy things, and they said, have you been ghosted? You know, and, and we're not talking about someone ghosting you because they didn't like your like or dislike. That meant you receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon thee. It says, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing, say that with me, that holy thing, that holy thing shall be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. Now in the NIV, it says this, the Holy One to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. Now I want to read it in the Greek because in the Greek they do not use the word thing. The translators added that so it would make sense. But this is how straight up Greek right here. It says the holy to be born to you. The holy. Now I want to ask you a question. Can a holy thing come out of an unclean thing. Let's say it again. Job 14.4. You spell Job job. J-O-B because it's a job to read. <laughs> In job, Job 14.4, it says, can a clean thing come out of an unclean thing? Let's do what uh, message paraphrase says. Can fresh drinkable water come out of a polluted spring? Or can you get water out of a toilet? 
No, you should not. But what happened on Christmas 2,000 years ago is holy came into the womb of a virgin that those of us who are unholy can have holy come out of us. I can't make myself holy. And I want to elevate. I don't know what your story is. It doesn't matter how you were conceived. Maybe it was planned. Maybe it wasn't planned. Maybe your life has been good. Maybe it hasn't been good. But we're going to change your narrative this morning. And I'll never forget God when he first started calling me. And he called me the first sense of me knowing that I would be a pastor, really began in the first grade in Sister Mary Andre's class. No, Sister Loretta, she was an Irish nun, Marian sisters who carried the heart of Mary. And in her religion class, I felt I would be a priest one day. I would go and tell mama, I think I'm going to be a priest. She said, no, they're broken. You can't get married. She said, you're not doing that. Then it would happen when I would go to this Christian university, I would be called to be a chaplain, then an RA, then chaplain of all the RAs, then a head resident advisor. I'll never forget, it was in the Dallas airport. I was going from Tulsa to Dallas to Louisiana, and I sat there. No one knows this but God, and I was pondering something in my mind. I was weighing the call. If you've never been called, and all of us are called, if you don't ponder it, then it's not God's idea. What God has planned for you is so much bigger, larger, higher, greater than anything you can imagine, and if you could do it without God, it's probably not God, and it should trouble you a little bit. When God begins to tell you the plan he has for you before the world began that you will begin to ponder that and an impossibility will come into you and I remember in the Dallas airport I started pondering on everything that was wrong with my family I don't know about you but I had just heard as I began to read through the Bible that they had things called generational curses and in our family for example, was divorce. In our family was alcoholism and drug abuse. In our family uh, was anger. Good Lord, those people could lose their temper. They're from Louisiana. In our family, cousins marry cousins. That's why Becky and I got married. <laughs> Kids are good looking. They're dumb at math. Not really, come on. Jake, sorry but he's good looking and he speaks very well. That's my side, the family. No, I'm joking. I kid you not, I was making a list. What are you pondering about? You are created to ponder. And when you ponder on your circumstance, you will be reduced to nothing. But if you ponder on his promises, you will be elevated to the impossibility and the possible of our God. Amen? And so, true story, this is what I was pondering. Lord, alcoholism is in our family. Divorce is in our family. True story, murder is on my mom's side of the family. The only woman ever hung in the state of Louisiana is my great aunt. She was an accomplice to a murder. Don't mess with me. I will key your car. And I want you to really hear 
the reason for Christmas. Why am I doing this? I don't know. I was pondering on all our sin. And you know what they call that? Generational curses. That you can follow Esau's uh, bloodline and you could see from generation to generation out of the Edomites, the Esau's bloodline, came the Idumeans, which came Herod, which began to slaughter Jewish babies, and that was his curse, that was his bloodline, and that's what they must have pondered on. And I was pondering on cursing, and the, the curses that came through our family. And I'm not joking you, in that airport, God came upon my mind. He came upon my heart, and he said, Jude, that is not in your bloodline any longer. He said, you will start a new bloodline. He said, I am your father. He said, it was me that overshadowed Mary. And a clean thing can come out of an unclean thing. A blessed thing can come out of something cursed. Because Jesus was born to die, to rise again, to crush the power of of Satan's sin. That's not my DNA. I have a new DNA, and my father is not an alcoholic. He's not a diabetic. He does not have heart disease, and he doesn't lose his temper. Come on. I have a blessing. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to say this word. Just say holy. holy. Say it three times. Man, you guys are alive today. Holy literally means is to be separated to God. Uh, Lucy FaceTimed me yesterday. I kid you not. She FaceTimed Becky and I, and she goes, Jude. That's, she talks like that. Jude. She, and she shows me her ears. She had her ears pierced. I said, baby, we already, I said, are those diamond earrings in your ears? She goes, no, these aren't diamond earrings in my ears. They're fake diamonds. I said, Jude and BB already have you Kate Spade earrings that have diamond chips in the little flowers. When you come for Christmas, you got some real diamonds. And can I say, I said, girl, you could surely see that you're from my side, the family. You're smart, you're beautiful. My goodness, are you with me? Now, I want you to really get this. Christmas comes where we could have a new beginning and what we're pondering. Those earrings are holy. Why? Because we set them apart way before she got her ears pierced. They were holy because they were separated. You know what holy means? Separated to God. I want you to write this down. Holy, when it says in that thing or what's in you, what you can see, please get this, is holy. It means consistency. It's a quality of God. God will never act contrary to his nature. I think a troubling thing for me, and I think Paul said the very same things, the things I hate, I end up doing, things I want to do, I don't do. There's a conflict with old DNA in the new DNA, but if I ponder the new DNA, then I walk in the Spirit, and I have the fruit of the Spirit, and my life is transformed. But this is what it means, separate it to God. It can, it's not just morally upright, it can simply mean divine or sharing in the nature nature of God. In Genesis, it says that they produced after their own kind. And what does that mean, producing after their own kind? Dogs have dogs. Cats have cats. That's why we're bringing back Old Testament sacrifice, because we're going to start sacrificing cats. Why? Because they only produce cats. 
All dogs are going to heaven. You could ask Disney, all cats, they're going to the hot place. <laughs> are you with me? Everyone, I want you to say the word ponder. What are you pondering? Is it your circumstance? Is it your past? It's where you were broken, angry, hurt, or is it what God is saying? I want, what was she pondering? I want you to write this down. A shoot will come out of the root of Jesse. And Nazarene will ascend from his root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And you will be born in Bethlehem, Epathra, a little one among the thousands of Judah. Out of you will come forth for me the one who is the ruler of Israel. And his coming forth is from the beginning and from the days of eternity, that's what she began to ponder. Do you know what uh, Nazareth means? It means root. That there will be a branch that comes from the house of David. Write this down. In the passages that we read, we see house, we see seed, we see throne. There is a new, I believe, authority coming to the church of God in California where we're going to begin to preach the gospel with a new authority where pot impossible things become possible because we have a new nature can you say amen now as the keys start playing Nazareth 2,000 years ago it was only about 480 people five years ago six years ago a group of us went to Israel and we had the opportunity, Vic and Anastasia Fomenko were with us. We were in Nazareth, and we went to a, a, a petting zoo so you could kind of see what the home of Christ would look like. Vic picked up a, a goat or a lamb, and the guy giving us a tour said, Sir, please put that down. Now, I want you to think, what it said of Jesus when they said he's a Nazarene, which means Ruth, they said, can any good thing come from Nazareth? That's where Mary's family was. And most of the 400 plus people were of the house of David. Kind of like Louisiana. There was Mary and the cousins. And all of a sudden, the angel comes there. When people say, why would God start a youth revival in California? And why Ventura? Because God doesn't need greatness to bring his greatness. God just needs two things, trust and faithfulness. And trust is born out of a mind and a heart that ponders. And when you ponder God's holiness, I promise you, my friend, His holiness will enter into you and you will never be the same and your story will change. And I, I just want to say this, possible. God just needs you to trust Him and God just needs us to be faithful and I promise the impossibilities of heaven will come to California and this earth. Go with me to this scripture. Go to Luke 137. We started with this. We're going to end with this. Luke 137. For nothing will be impossible with God. Will you mutter that with me? For nothing will be then I want you to go to Genesis. Go to Genesis 18, 14. I was thinking, I wonder when did the power of the Most High come on Mary? I believe it was in her fiat. That's not a car. She wasn't driving a fiat. Fiat Latin means, let it be unto me according to your will. And that's 
where faith is born. When we ponder his promises, we trust his ability and we say, let it be to me according to your will. Look at this, Genesis 18, 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No, no, no. I have known that now for over 43 plus years. Becky couldn't say her name. When we got married, I said, I believe God's gonna touch you. You'll speak one day. And she said, are you sure? Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Go to Job 42.2. It's a job to go there. He had suffered. He questioned God. He said, God, where are you? And sometimes our circumstance makes us doubt God. Look what Job says in verse 2 of chapter 42. I know that you can do all things. I know that you can do all things. How many things? How many things? Can he cure cancer? Can he break addiction? Can he give me a new DNA? Can he give me a new heart? Can he give me a fresh start? Can he begin to do that which I cannot do for myself? St. Teresa said this, Lord, pick me up. Why? Because I can't pick myself up. One of the greatest prayers, I call it the Jesus prayer. Jesus, have mercy. Have mercy, pick me up, do what I cannot do. Let's read it again. I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. And then Jeremiah 32, 17. And this says here, ah, Lord God. We don't even use the word ah anymore. I ate some of those cookies. I had to eat four of them, why? Ah, Nadine, these cookies are good. See, if you're from Louisiana, you, you don't eat to live. You live to eat. I'm already dreaming about Christmas dinner. Why? Because it's that good. So let's read it. Ah, Lord God, it is you who has made the heavens and the earth. How? By your great power and by your outstretched arm. Come on. Nothing is too hard for you. That's how Christmas started, with an impossibility. Will you stand up? I want you to do this. I want you to, let's hold our hands open. I want to ponder God's promise. And I want to usher us into a new realm of all things possible. I would like you to breathe in just where you're at, online, here in the auditorium, breathe in. I want you to breathe in the very power of the Most High. I want you to breathe in, take a breath of the one who created the heavens and the earth with an outstretched arm. His arm is outstretched to heal, to cure, to regenerate, to add to your humanity, his divinity, and he's changing your story it may not have started the way you want it, but it's not going to end that way. God visited a young woman who was single and he changed her story forever. So I want you to breathe out right now pain. Pain for the last five years. Let's breathe out brokenness. 
There are hearts in here that, yeah, they're triggers. Because of pain and brokenness where our minds were fractured. Breathe out fear. Breathe out fear. Breathe out rage. Breathe out being alone. I feel someone, am I always going to be alone? No. God is with you. God has highly favored you. And the power of the Most High is going to overshadow you. Breathe out shame. Why would a young girl be pregnant with God himself that we would not live in shame? I come and I break shame. I say, breathe that out and breathe in. I'm fully accepted by God. I come against confusion. We are a new people. This is going to be a new year. And we're going to ponder the promises, not the circumstances. Again, just breathe in. And Father, I pray that youth revival, that young adult awakening, that middle school outpouring, that move of God for children, where our children are going to be well taught of our God. And great will be their peace. In this place called Ventura, Santa Barbara, this is our Nazareth. And our God is moving again. He's working again. He's saving again. Oh, at first our hearts were just crazy with worship. Then our mouths begin to praise our God. And we say, let it be to us according to your will. Elevate us, O Lord. Change our narrative, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I speak healing. Healing. God was right in that airport in Dallas. At that point, I knew Becky. I didn't know she would be my wife. But we started, not perfect, but we started a new generation. And we drew a line in the sand in saying from this point to all future generations that have us in their DNA are going to have God in their DNA. Amen. I want you to do this online and in the draw line right now. Young people, maybe it's going to be you. Maybe you're starting that new generation. No, my bloodline will have God. Amen. They'll have our DNA, but they're going to have the DNA of God. And you say, Pastor Jude, will you, will everything that you've dreamt of, will it happen in your lifetime? Maybe not, but it will happen in my lifeline. You said, well, your name Fuquay doesn't fit California. No, but let me tell you, there have been several Sundays where they had three Fuquays preaching in California. I pray the day 
One day they'll have a hundred Fuquays preaching all over this state until it's so revived we will not recognize it and everybody's going to try to move back but we're going to charge them a lot to come here. Can you say amen? Everyone say hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to count to three. You believe in God but the devil believes. And let me tell you what a devil will never have. He can't be born again. You can be born again. Yes, you have your DNA of your family. Why don't you get a new DNA added to your DNA? When God moves into your neighborhood, you're changed into a different person, a different animal, and you will produce after the likeness of God. Amen? So when we count it through, you're saying, I need, I need some God DNA. Come on. Take 23 and me. Uh-uh, you ain't going to see Fuquay. You're going to see 39 stripes. I'm healed. Come on. So on three, you're going to raise your hand. I, I, I need a new nature. I need some new DNA. You're going to raise your hand, and God is going to elevate your life. On three, one, you're going to raise your hand. I need to be born again. Two, on three, you're going to raise your hand. Three, right now, raise your hand. Thank you, sir, right there. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me tell you. I was suspended in eighth grade three times. It was the first time I experimented with marijuana and then drinking and then so many other things. I should not be on this stage, but God changed my life. And I promise you, sir, yeah, I have the DNA of my parents, but there's something deeper and greater and wider in me. It's the DNA of Almighty God. You will never be the same. And don't you dare let someone tell you of your past. You tell them of your future. And you tell them who God says you are in Jesus' name. Everyone pray. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Come into my heart. I want to be born again. I need some new DNA. And I trust you. And I'm going to be faithful. Let it be to me according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.